Thanks for tuning in to NL Newsday here on this Wednesday. Time for me now to welcome in the mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Ken, how you doing today? Very good, thank you, Jeff. Well, appreciate your time. So I wanted to take a look back here on, on what happened on Thursday night. Obviously a scary situation for people in the Valley View area up in Juniper. Um, I understand you live in Juniper. Uh, I guess my first question was, were you home on Thursday night? What was your experience when this evacuation took place? Yes, I was home uh, with my family, and uh, yes, we were evacuated, and yes, it was frightening. It was, uh, I think, uh, orderly, but uh, the length of time it took, uh, you know, uh, gave rise to a lot of anxiety, especially uh, coming off of the uh, video footage of what happened in Lytton, and then uh, the experience with lightning all around and heavy winds and uh, the glow of the fire and the smoke. It uh, it wasn't nice at all, and I have a lot of empathy for uh, the fellow residents uh, of uh, Juniper and Valley View that experienced the same uh, same thing. Yeah, so you mentioned the length of time it took for a lot of people to, you know, get out of their homes. I heard some people having difficulty just leaving their driveways to get onto Capel Boulevard, let alone actually making it down Highland Road to Valley View Drive. Um, I guess, was this a bit of an eye-opener, do you think, that, that, you know, there needs to be some other plans in place to help people get out safely, or, or what were your thoughts on the evacuation process? Well, you know, I, I was just rethinking that I've lived there for 40 years in various houses, and uh, this is, I think, the fourth time that the hill has become an issue. Uh, this is my second forest fire, and uh, there's been a couple of times where accidents have uh, taken out the uh, access road for a long period of time. So, uh, you know, I think uh, as we build uh, Juniper Ridge out, uh, there was always a plan to uh, extend that uh, exit out through to Rose Hill Road. And I think uh, this could be what you would call a sentinel event in terms of uh, expediting that uh, process. Yeah, uh, I know uh, during the, the meeting of the EOC yesterday, um, CAO David Trowin talked about how planning is pretty much already getting underway for a new permanent paved road. Um, any ideas how fast that might come? I know it's, you know, you probably wouldn't have an actual timeline or anything, but are, are you hoping to kind of move that up the priority list, I suppose, now, even though, uh, you know, Juniper's expanding. You mentioned the, the new subdivisions that are going to be coming online in the near future, uh, but does a road maybe have to be the, the big priority right now? Yeah, you know, a lot of uh, people have been saying, well, the, the uh, new uh, subdivisions are part of the problem. Well, in fact, uh, I would say they're part of the solution. Uh, the more that you can uh, finish the build there, the more uh, access you have through private property to uh, facilitate a public road system. Uh, the question will be in front of council as to whether this is temporary or whether this is uh, the first phase of the permanent connection, and uh, those will be things that will have uh, both engineering uh, uh, dynamics as well as financial dynamics uh, to sort out. But, you know, that's just another problem, and, and we're in the problem business. Uh, just uh, wanted to get your thoughts on the overall response that you saw from, uh, you know, first responders, forest fighter, firefighters that were out there, you know, trying to get the situation under control. Uh, you know, I know everyone's been praising them, and I imagine you you felt they did a fantastic job as well. Yeah, you know, uh, and I think it's the coordination that really uh, impressed me. Uh, that night there was uh, uh, RCMP on duty as well as uh, called in. There was the Conservation Officer Service, Sheriff's, uh, and on the fire front, we had uh, Count Fire and Rescue, uh, supported by off-duty firefighters, supported by on-call firefighters, and uh, 
uh, of course, the coordination with the BC Wildland Firefighting Service. This was an event that happened uh, in a lightning storm, in the wind, and at night. So you can't really rely on air protection in that circumstance. So uh, it was left to the boots on the ground, and the boots on the ground performed admirably. Well, what about the province's response to, to the fire situation and, the, and just the overall heat wave that we have been dealing with here over the past 10 plus days? Do you think more should be done? I know there's a lot of talk about calling a state of emergency. I'm sure you were part of that TNRD meeting where they decided that wasn't uh, the route to go. Um, but just what are your thoughts on where the province has been uh, throughout this process? And, you know, we've seen death from the heat. We're now seeing some death taking place as a result of the fires. For example, in Lytton, we know at least two people have lost their lives. Uh, you know, has the province done enough, or do you think that more more um, resources need to be put in place in order to deal with this, and, and maybe few other steps like a state of emergency should be called? Yeah, you know, first, uh, our condolences uh, from myself and council, as well as the community, to those that lost lives, and, and to His Worship Mayor Jan Polderman, the Mayor of Lytton. I can't imagine the anguish uh, that he is going through, and uh, to the whole community of Lytton, uh, we're supporting you as best we can through emergency social services. But this is going to be a long, hot summer, and uh, we need to have a very high degree of situational awareness as residents of Kamloops and the TNRD and the province of British Columbia about uh, where we are and what is happening around us because uh, there's going to be circumstances all summer that is uh, going to lead to evacuations, uh, evacuation orders, alerts, tactical evacuations. So, you know, I I leave it up to EMBC to uh, pull the trigger on the provincial state of emergency. I don't think that's really something you want to leave up to politicians. Uh, I think that that's uh, best handled by the professionals that manage these events uh, as their day job. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, I think, uh, you know, we're going to be uh, uh, at this for a while. And, uh, you know, if it turns into another 2017, then I'm quite confident in the government that they will, uh, you know, make that pronouncement. But until then, I, I don't think we need to. And I would just add, Jeff, that uh, I'm meeting tomorrow with uh, Minister Farnsworth, uh, Minister Osborne, and Minister Conroy uh, about uh, a debrief of the Kamloops uh, East Interface Fire. And, uh, you know, I want to uh, impress on them that, uh, you know, we need some funds uh, really for uh, adaptation to climate change, which is really what this is all about. So uh, we want to, uh, you know, get there uh, in line, but obviously uh, they're going to have a lot of other priorities throughout the province, and uh, I just want to make sure we're in the list. Uh, just, you mentioned 2017, and I'm sure a, a lot of people should be, you know, thinking back to 17 and 18 and the terrible fire seasons that we had and kind of learning some lessons in, in preparation. But sometimes it takes an incident, you know, in the nearer past to really learn from and just grapple with, okay, yes, I do have to be ready to, to evacuate if something were to go awry. Do you think that there's, um, or do you have a message, I guess, for people out there right now listening that, you know, we're still in this incredibly warm temperature uh, situation, very, very dry, there's potential for lightning, there's potential for more fires to spark up on a moment's notice. Should everyone, I guess, no matter where you are in the city, kind of be ready to, to go if something were to take place? Uh, you never know when something might pop up. 
Yeah, you know, and, and I feel embarrassed to tell you this. Uh, you know, it was a teachable moment uh, on Canada Day, but it was so, to some degree predictable. And there I was without a go bag pack. So, uh, you know, pack your go bag, be aware of weather conditions, uh, be aware of your surroundings, uh, the dryness uh, and uh points of refuge and those kinds of things uh, because as I say uh, this will happen again and uh, you know we need to uh, be uh, very vigilant this summer. Uh, we've seen uh, record-setting uh, heat, uh, we've seen record-setting drought uh, and now we're seeing the uh, wind and lightning events that generally uh, go along with that uh, so that's a, a bad combination, and, and uh, we need to be prepared, uh, whether we're in Kamloops or whether we're, uh, you know, at the lake or, or uh, on uh, the Coquihalla. Well, there's definitely uh, some stuff to learn, and I hope people are, are taking this seriously and are and ready to go on a moment's notice, like you mentioned now, especially after what happened on Canada Day. I think a lot more people are hopefully preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. I think that's about all for right now, Ken. Um, appreciate the time. Thank you so much for this. I'm glad that you were able to make it out safely, and, and I hope we uh, you know, can see some improvements made in that Juniper Ridge subdivision now that uh, you know, more, more and more people are a little bit concerned. So hopefully we can ease those tensions soon. But again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Jeff. All right, there you go. Mayor of Kamloops, Ken Christian. My my uh, thanks to him for joining the show. Can't believe it. Didn't have a go-bag ready to go on Thursday, but I'm sure he's got one ready to go now. Uh, hopefully everyone has got to put those kinds of plans in place for their themselves, their families, and the rest of their, their households as well. Uh, now, the Deputy Mayor of the Month of July, Arjun Singh, he was a guest today on Coffee with the Councillor on the NL Morning News. He acknowledged that Council was not a part of yesterday's news conference from the uh, Kamloops Emergency Operations Centre. To hear from the emergency professionals who were you know, working as you can with these fire uh, minute by minute. Uh, I think the city uh, administration thought that was the best thing to do, and I agreed, and Mayor agreed. Um, you know, we um, obviously the questions um, can be best answered in many ways by by them. People might be sick of hearing me on the radio and the newspaper the last couple of days, so um, we give the uh, folks who really uh, did the work a chance to chance to speak. Yeah, that's probably true. We are probably a little bit tired of Arjun, but uh, glad that he's been making himself available to talk about what's been going on. And this was a pleasant thing to hear him say. He reiterated what the mayor, Ken Grishin, just spoke to, another paved exit out of Juniper, kind of moving up the priority list. Obviously, we, we've tried to fast-track the, the planning and building out of a, paved, a second paved access out of Juniper. Uh, the Voyant app, in terms of getting the, you know, that's going to happen immediately and we have, you know, notifications to people's cell phones on an option basis with uh, not only evacuations but other city notices across the community. And then, you know, thirdly, the, the you know, the sort of public reporting out on, on, on the review from, you know, the used wildfire and, and the response to the work in the, in the uh, EOC and the Emergency Operations Center. So, you know, I think, I think that was really good. Hopefully, it boosts some confidence in the community. Um, you know, I think, you know, there's, you know, the high-level message there, one of the many ways is that that evacuation was successful. It, it certainly did um, cause a lot of uh, fear and concern from folks in Juniper Ridge on that evening, and no one wants to minimize that. Uh, but we're so relieved, and so thankful. 
Yes, relieved and thankful for sure. I did see a question come in via text from this morning. I don't know if they got an answer, but it asked, why was there no cell phone emergency page out? Well, you heard Arjun talking there about the Voyant emergency app, and that, once we have that all set up and ready to go, uh, we should be able to get those emergency uh, notifications right directly on our cell phone, which I think is uh, an important step to take here for sure. So... The lesson, have a bag packed and ready to go. Put a few supplies in your vehicle that will be useful in case of an emergency. You know, some snacks, some water, a blanket, first aid kit's always good to have on hand. And this was a bit of a surprise to me. But also, I did get a call from an older woman who lives in Juniper on the weekend. And she had asked me, what do I do if I don't have my own transportation? If I don't have a vehicle, what do I do? Does the city provide transport? You know, does the fire department help get people out? Well, I got an answer. And the answer to that is no. When I asked the city, you know, what those without their own mode of transportation should be doing when it's time to evacuate, this is what they told me, quote, residents should consider transportation as part of your evacuation plan. If you don't have a vehicle, consider reaching out to neighbors to ensure you have a way out. So it might be worthwhile to have that conversation with your neighbors, with those around you, to see if they have an extra spot in their car to help you get to safety if you need to do so on a moment's notice. Make that a part of your evacuation plan.